What's up, you guys? We're so happy you're here to listen to us today. This is Leah and Brittany. You know the vibes. This is a mindful podcast. We got a little bit of humor and gossip thrown in here, and we are so excited for you to listen to this episode today. Speaking of travel, Christina, do you remember we bought tickets to Hawaii? Last yes, October. We did. <laughs> I was like so down, and then it, everything just got shut down. Everything got shut fucked. down hard. Yeah, we were, still like, we were we very hopeful. We were very hopeful. I just, I still have the credit. The no, same. The we voucher. can still do this. Let's let's fucking go Hawaii next weekend. Yes, next weekend, <laughs> October. <Let's go. laughs> well, you guys, I'm so excited to get this podcast started. That third voice you hear today is our good friend Christina Lazo. This is you know the vibes. This is Leah and Brittany. This is our mindful podcast with a little bit of humor and gossip thrown in there. And Christina is joining us today, and we're so happy to have her here. Christina, we've Yay. known you for. A little while now huh yes what like oh uh, going on two years almost two yeah two two full years i think two yeah years. gosh and you two That's almost crazy. went to hawaii <laughs> i know well we we're gonna all were again. gonna go <laughs> yeah like i was fully gonna go as well and then i just like held out it was only really like a week on getting my ticket and then things started slowly shutting yeah. down more and more and more and i was like oh yeah. I, well, I think we were all we just thought it wasn't going to be as long as it was. As long as it was. I think that we were like planning ahead because we were like, well, this fucking shutdown sucks. Like, let's get a trip in the books. And then, you know, we didn't look far enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, we booked it, what, like three, three, four months out. Yeah. Three, four Britt months and I like out. got our tickets like three, four months we were out. Like, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if any it's of y'all. Gonna know. Open. Yeah. <laughs> we Guys, <laughs> I was so in denial about the pandemic that I legit remember I remember being at the coffee shop that my brother works out and there was like a group of us there and I was like you guys it's not going on for longer than two weeks <laughs> I just didn't think that like it two would weeks. be allowed you know like I didn't think the government would allow it to go you know two right weeks. so I was right. like no it's that's, crazy that's fucked up and then now everything is just like pretty much back to normal I saw a really funny tweet that someone had shared it had said like hey uh, I, I know everything's going back to normal, but can you give us a fucking minute, please? Like, just like a second to transition. <laughs> like, there is like a year. No, <laughs> like a year. There's been no grace period. It's just like, yeah, everything's back to normal now. And you're like, ah, what? So mask, no mask. Do we stay away from people? Do we not? Are people no, hugging? No, staying away from me. Don't, don't hug me. No. Like, keep the nine keep like the 12 foot rule here yes like, still please yeah don't still touch me it's fine <laughs> unless you're a dog but dogs can me. all the dogs yeah. can <laughs> yeah unless you're a dog don't touch me <laughs> i know it's been so Jeez. wild but i guess we have to be happy that things are more normal than not right yeah yeah, yeah. it's fun to laugh about it definitely though yeah my dogs are emotionally distressed since I'm not home as much. Yes, that's, that's a, the I haven't I yeah. haven't been leaving my house still. Like I still pretty much don't leave my house, but I'm about to have to start going into the office full time. And I don't know how Sally's gonna gonna react to that. No, she said no, mom. Yeah, he said no. I'm gonna tell the, I'm gonna tell my employers, my dogs that I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or my son. My son is my sick. son said my okay. son. My son is sick. Wait, actually, that's <laughs> really great. That is a great question and also a good segue into this because both Christina and Brittany, you guys are both in corporate America. Uh, Christina's in like the finance side of of the corporate world. But could you, when you're like applying, I guess, or interviewing at a job, could you legitimately claim your pets as children? Like, would they know? How would they know? How would they find out? Especially if you kept them like blocked from social media. I don't know. That's a I good know. Like they're both <laughs> like, I don't know. They don't have a social security number. <laughs> um, right. I, yeah. They my, don't have socials. My dog. I mean, they, my company does offer pet insurance though now. Oh, okay. So, okay. which is crazy. 
Yeah, but I still can't write them off on my taxes. They're so right. expensive. Fortunately, they're so expensive. That it's like the new trend that's going around that says like dogs are the new uh, children and plants are the new pets. Yeah, which is also good because I kill plants. I try. <laughs> Actually, I think my lilies are still down there from like when we first tried that gardening thing. Yeah, yeah. Beginning of the pandemic. No, when yeah. remember when I was in remember when I was in Florida and I planted all that shit in our yard and Christina yes. did too. Okay. Yeah, that was like two. That was two years. But ago. mine's dead. Yeah, we actually like, yeah, we actually potted some of those. We dug them up and potted some, and I still have some. Oh, friendship I plants. I, I love friendship plants. Um, oh, see, so, so you're a good pet mom. I yeah. am. Plant mom, pet I know I am. Mom. I am. <laughs> yeah. Plants but yeah, pets. but pets are actually, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, it actually depends on uh, what side of the fence you're on here, but the state looks at animal, it looks at pets as animals, which are viewed as property. They're not. Yeah. Like they're just viewed as property, which I say that goes in your favor because if you're going through any, like a split of some sort where if you got a pet with someone, if your name is the one that paid for everything, then legally by property ownership, that dog or animal is yours. So always pay for the animal, always pay for the animal and always pay for their vet. Always got it. Or take money from the other person. Yeah. And just say, give me cash. Yeah. Yeah. You need a paper trail with your name that recognizes that you paid for this piece of property. I mean, but if you think about it, you do own him. He is your property. He's my baby. I know. Christina has, yes. Christina has three dogs. Well, yes. two. And then she's acquired a third. Yes. I yes. love Gus. Gus I fucking oh love God, Gus. So, so Christina's boyfriend has a Malamute and his name is Gus. And he's just so cute. He's he's great. slowly his name is slowly transitioned to Goose. I don't know how. Goose. Goosey. Goosey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. All right. Well. Christina, let's get to it. You have, you actually have a much more interesting story than you like to lead people on to believe. Part of why I love you so much is because you're so laid back about pretty much everything in life. And um, that includes where you come from and who makes you like, what makes you who you are. Christina, talk to us about being adopted. All right. So I was adopted. (laughs) She's like, all right. Adopted. (laughs) <laughs> I don't talk about it often, but I was adopted when I was like nine months old. So I was in an orphanage in the Manila, uh, Manila in the Philippines. And my uh, biological mother had very, very strict guidelines on who was able to adopt me. So she actually can make like a list on the qualifications. So from the ones I remember, it had, I had to have been the first child. I had to have had, um, it had to have been a married couple married couple, first child, and from the United States were like the big ones. So that's interesting. Yeah. So basically now you know how you can like do everything online anymore. So my parents actually showed me like whenever they, uh, my parents actually lost four, four kids. Like your, your adopted mom. My adopted. Yes. Okay. Correct. Four miscarriages. <clears throat> and um, so my dad was like, well, why don't we adopt someone from the Philippines? Because my adopted dad is Filipino. So his side's Filipino. Okay. And then my mom's side is white. So it actually worked well in my favor. So literally they, they looked through like a yearbook of photos, oh like my literally gosh. like a yearbook. And like, they're like, went through and like, oh, we want that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yes. So they uh, went and um, after they did all like the interviews and everything like that, I think they had, it was like an ex- super extensive interview process because my mother, my biological mother was super strict on what she wanted for me. Yeah. So basically what happened was she got pregnant when she was 21. She got a scholarship to the university of the Philippines. And during that time, it was very hard for women to get edu- um, an education, let alone a paid for education let alone a paid for university education. Mm-hmm. So she was doing what was best for her. My biological grandparents were not in the picture. They were not helping her. And then my biological dad just like left. Yeah. So uh, she was in a tough so, like, spot. She just, yeah. So she wanted what was best for me. And I struggled with that for a very long time, you know, like graduations, proms, like things like that, which I like looking back on it, I really had no reason to struggle on it because 
my adopted parents are amazing, like literally amazing. I don't know why I was so rebellious, <laughs> maybe up until like 26 for some reason. I don't know <laughs> what's going on up in my head. But yeah, so basically what happened, they went through the whole interview process. They flew over to the Philippines. They got approved, which is so weird to say like you got approved for a child, like getting approved yeah. for a house, getting approved yeah. for a car or whatever. And my mom said the first night that she had me, because obviously she's never been to the Philippines. My dad grew up partially in the Philippines when he was younger. So, which is also an interesting story, which I can tell that later. But uh, (laughs) she did not realize like in the Philippines, obviously third world country, there were lizards just crawling on the walls. Yeah. So she would not put me down. She held me up all night because she thought it was going to eat me so wow. i don't know yeah <laughs> oh, that's such a cute story yeah. so they were yes there are they still married to this day yes they are they're okay. very okay. happily married yay and then they had so after they i was the only one adopted but my younger sister and younger brother are both theirs so okay. it's funny though because wow. i literally look the most like not adopted in that family. <laughs> I literally look like my aunts and my grandma. Like, like on I your dad's side? Like look like them. So like, yes, on my dad's side. Like I wow. literally look like them so much. It's crazy. They always, they always joke that my grandpa might've had an affair and had <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And um, had a love child and I was a love child. <laughs> and then that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I was, ado- yeah, that I look like them. So it's a, so, it's a funny story. So your, your adopted mom had fertility issues, adopted you, but then after having you was able to have biologically two children. Yes. So what's that funny so was, amazing? That's, that's you hear that yeah. all the time, but all that the is time. Yes. So amazing how that happens. They said it's like a hormone, like the mom hormone or love hormone or something oh. just like spikes. Yeah, And then all of a sudden you get pregnant. It's funny though, because I was born in 87. So they adopted me nine um, at nine months. But then my sister was born in 88. So wow. like literally right after they adopted me, they got pregnant. She got her. pregnant. Yeah. Oh, like my literally right after they adopted me. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I knew that your sister is that close in age with yeah, you. Yeah, no, me either. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, wild. Interesting. So you've, you've always known you were adopted. It wasn't like, you know, cause it's, it's, it's always like a touchy subject. You never know mm-hmm. like what is like the right way to go about like having an adopted child, like telling them right away or telling them when they're of whatever a certain age. age you deem is appropriate. You know, it's like always like a weird thing. Yeah. So I actually didn't find out till I was in I was a fourth grade. I remember fourth this. I was grade. in Mrs. Co- fourth grade. I was in Mrs. Coe's class and I always knew something was weird, but yeah. I don't know if it, I knew something was weird because like how I was feeling or I knew something was weird because I was literally the only like Filipino Asian in my small town. Besides my parents. So, you know, and I like started acting out or whatever. I don't even know, remember what I was doing to act out. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) But um, they told me. And so like for a little bit there, you know, you feel like like that rejection and you're like, how old are you in fourth grade? Are you like Like eight? No, No, I think you're like eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. You're really young. Okay. So then, you know, you have that like feeling of rejection. Like, why didn't my mom want me? And I didn't understand but my parents have always been honest with me and truthful. So it only took me like a long time to to work through those feelings. Yeah. They put me in therapy for a little bit. I remember that. But, you know, like I was like at that rebellious age where I was like breaking a like, I just don't want to sit here and talk to this lady. I don't want to talk about my feelings. Like we I'll talked about that on a here. past episode. Yeah. Children in therapy is hard. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so hard. what is going to get me out of this room? I'll say whatever you want. You have to have yeah. like the perfect therapist that like mends with your personality, because I would have definitely opened up to a type of therapist that was like young and like hip and cool. Like if I thought they were cool, like I would have definitely opened up, but you know, therapists, like not all the time, like, especially as kids, you like get like the Some, old lady. They're like old. So, like, yeah. Like, you're yeah. Like, Fuck this. I want to talk to this bitch. Yeah. I think mine was young and she like, liked to play games with me, but I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I want to go play softball. I want to go play <laughs> right. basketball. I yeah. want to go like 
kick boys in the balls on the playground. Oh, that's what I got in trouble for a lot. I, I literally would go around and start kicking boys in their balls on the playground. I don't know why. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I deserved it. <laughs> and then one time I think, okay, so I think like the like tipping point maybe on that was like one time I dared a kid, you know, like on the playground, they have like those spiral things or whatever, yeah. like spiral ladders. Okay. I dared a kid to front flip off of it. <laughs> And I, I did it. I freaking knocked the air out of me. And I thought I like killed myself and he did it and he got like super hurt and he told on me and my mom was like, yeah, my mom was like, Christina, why are you doing this? And this is like, right after she told me I was adopted, I was like, you're not my real mom. (laughs) I can do what I want. So I definitely, I definitely thought I was like in that stage where I could do whatever I like teenage stage early. Like I could do whatever I wanted. I didn't have to listen to her. Like that. that Honestly, that's probably very common. Common. Mm -hmm. That has to be right. Where if you're a child and you find out at a certain, or no, honestly, I'm sure even, even if you're raised knowing it, like from when you're a yeah. baby, I'm sure there's always a moment where you're like, you're not my mom. Yeah. Yeah. You're not my real mom. No, fuck I you. I don't have to listen to you. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to listen to you. You didn't birth me. <laughs> totally. Because you know what? Coming from someone who's not adopted, I was just as mean to my mom. Same. So there's no, you know, I just said different stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> Instead so of you're you not my mom, it was, I wish you weren't my I mom. I wish you weren't my mom. <laughs> right. So like you weren't any worse of a child. You just, your ammo was different. It was a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause definitely like, I wish you weren't my mom or yeah. I'm going to go live at dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even though so, that wasn't oh. true at all. <laughs> yeah. So Christina, where did you grow up? Centralia, Illinois. So very oh, small town. Small town. Yeah. Where, like everybody knows everybody. Yes. How- everybody knows my parents. I could get away with nothing. I literally oh. nothing. Oh, like, that's so I could annoying. blow my nose. Yes. It's so well, annoying. and your dad's a so, little bit, I would imagine is a little bit known in your town because he used to have his own physical therapist practice. Is that right? Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. And then he also worked at the, it's called Murray Center. So a big state government facility down in like Centralia for probably. like, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. So everybody knew him. And then my parent, my mom actually grew up in Centralia. So she just has all sorts of ammo oh everywhere. Gosh. Little flies, little flies on the wall. Everywhere. Watching you. Dude, like, fuck everyone no. knew. It. Yes. Everyone, no. Dude, it was so annoying. I yeah. could get away with nothing. Yeah. yeah. So like one time, for, that's like, the prom, real reason like, why you were a good kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, they kept me on like a super tight leash, like super yeah. tight, crazy tight. I was very, they yeah, basically grew up in a bubble, super strict parents. But um, honestly, if you, I go back and think about it. I had to have strict parents or I probably wouldn't have turned out as good as I am. Like, well behaved. <laughs> <laughs> so with with that, did you ever feel like so for me growing up, you know, my mom was an immigrant, dad mostly white. I always felt like I didn't belong anywhere, like even in outside of my family. Like in school, I felt like I wasn't white enough or I wasn't Hispanic enough. And like, did you have like those types of feelings? Yes. Yeah. No, I did. Yeah. Especially since I was like basically the only Filipino. Asian American in my like high school, definitely in my grade school. We used to hang out with a couple of Filipino families, like mixed families in the uh, community, but like all their kids were so much older. So like literally I could hang out with like my sister and my brother. And I mean, they're great people and everything, but my sister and I are complete opposites, complete opposites. And I got along better with my brother, but he's like, uh, born in 92. So he's like five years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. So I took it all the sports. Yeah. 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 I took it all the sports. So, so so what sports did you play? In grade school, I did everything co-ed because there was obviously not a lot of like women's team, girls teams back then. So co-ed t-ball, co-ed baseball, um, co-ed flag football, co-ed soccer, co-ed basketball. Everything. So then it was all yeah, it was a terrible transition, though, from when I went to playing with the boys into high school where they had just separate girl girls. Teams. Yeah, I didn't know how to like act because you were like one of the bros, you know, and then right. it was just like, oh, girls are more sensitive. Girls are like, <laughs> like, 
or the rules will literally be different. Different. Yeah, the rules are. I'm like, I was shocked whenever like they handed me a girls' basketball and it was smaller. Like, what was that? And I like couldn't shoot it. I was like, what's going on? So. One year of like one year and one headbutt and one missing eyebrow later, I played one season of high school basketball. And then the rest, I went to tennis and I went to softball. So I real quick, I need everyone to know that Christina is five feet tall. So her (laughs) saying that she played basketball actually sounds like a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Point guard, point guard. I was so tiny. I could just run in between people's legs. You know, like she's just legitimately, like she's very <laughs> tiny, you guys. Keep the ball low to the ground. No one can there grab you it. That's true. Honestly, that is true, though. You're at a height where it does become an advantage if you're playing against really tall players. Totally. It, it was it was great. And then we had this girl. Her name was Mary and she was tall. She was like her dad was a professional basketball player and she was like she just looks like super like aggressive and mean, but she was literally the nicest person in the world. And she was like six two. She was six two as a freshman in high school. Like, what is that? Dad was ginormous. Tall. Tall. For a girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we just toss it to her in the middle. (laughs) Just like, here you go. Yeah, that's no one's so coming great. after you. Yeah. I, so, but yeah, I found more success in tennis and softball, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So really quickly, I had just one more question about the Philippines and just like how you were raised. And then I want to continue talking about sports with you. Have you ever been to the Philippines? No, but I want to go so okay. bad. Hey, let's go. Let's, yes. let's go. Let's go. Let's do that. And then my next question with that um, was going to be, are you eligible or do you, since you were born there, like, do you have dual citizenship oh. or can you, was that, was that forfeited when you were adopted? Like, how does that work? I think it was forfeited when I was adopted. Okay. Um, so I think on my birth certificate, they gave me, I can't remember what it said, but it said something specifically about something about the United States. So I think that okay. was forfeited when I was adopted. I, I wonder if they visa. gave you citizen because you're an American citizen, right? Correct. Yes. So I wonder if since you were adopted at such a young age that you're granted citizenship. I don't like, I don't know. Obvi- you know, yeah, I don't know. No I'm genuine. This is just coming to my yeah. brain. I don't know at all. And but it's obviously never even yeah. been an uh, issue for you. So right. I've always wanted to go oh, back and visit. Okay. I don't know if I'd ever want to live there because the poverty level is super high. Yeah. Yeah, I and definitely want to go visit because yeah. there are some like beautiful places there. Yeah, right. for sure. Is it now? I hear the bugs are bad there too. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's hot. And so anytime, anywhere it's hot, yeah. the bugs are like way crazy. Yeah. Well, that's um, why you have those house lizards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. The house lizards. I would put a house lizard. I get a, um, a harness and walk my house. Yeah. Around. There you go. Just keep a house lizard around you. <laughs> Is your, um, one more, I promise one more question about your adoption, then we can move on. Um, is your is your adopted dad, does he have, like, is he from the Philippines or is he just Philippine by birth? Like, he uh, actually the right word is, is from so. the Philippines. He, oh, uh, by birth? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's by birth. Okay. So um, I, I think he does. Um, he okay. was born and he was raised there um, for some oh. time. So what yeah. happened was my grandpa actually, wo- actually won the lottery in the Philippines okay. and was able to move his family to Hawaii which was dumb like why did you ever leave Hawaii grandpa yeah. like come on get in Hawaii <laughs> yeah I played the lottery but I played the lottery again in Hawaii and won the lottery again um sometime later and then was able to um, bring the family to the mainland what so yes but they're both yeah yeah that is very cool because the philippines and hawaii are actually very close right like geographically yes okay yes because a lot of influence um, is brought over yeah so i mean like but they're both both my grandparents are practicing physicians my dad's a pt his sister's a pt um, his brother's oh, a physician, like, and here I am. I'm in like 
I'm in business. <laughs> like, no, drop no. the ball on that one. No, you <laughs> didn't. <laughs> that's that's all, no, I think that's all really amazing. And like such a testament for, you know, with all the, I think it's fair to say like all the insane negativity that happens in this country, that sort of thing is the really cool shit that you like to hear where these people were able to come over and now like your family for generations has been successful. Yeah. So, but with that, your grandma's still alive. She just turned 94. Oh, okay. We love to hear it. Yeah, I literally just turned 94. She looks like she's 60. Like, I hope I age that well. (laughs) That's so amazing. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So Christina, you're in finance, right? With your business degree, but you played sports in college. Yeah, I did softball and I did tennis. At the same time? Like, uh, in the Um, same like years? No, I did uh, softball my first year. And then when I moved to SIUE, I played, I got picked up by the tennis team. So they just gave me a scholarship there. <laughs> yeah, they just saw me playing. They just saw me hitting around one die. And I was like, okay, I'm like, sure. What are oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny. What was college sports like? A lot more. Um, what, how do I say it? a lot more anticlimactic than I thought? Yeah, like okay. it was a lot of repetitive, obviously practice makes perfect kind of thing. But I'm such like an aggressive and competitive person, especially in softball. It really annoyed me. Like I'd go in and put my all in and then my teammate might be there for like 25% of like the game, you know, like, Uh, oh, I just don't feel like playing. I'm like, no, you have to play. We want to win. You know, like it's just kind of one of those things. It's just like, so then, so tennis was a better fit, like individual sports for my, for me are a better fit for me. Definitely. I can't blame anyone else. Yeah. So and you find whenever people like people get these college scholarships, but they're either really driven or very lazy. I can see that in between. Yeah. I can see that being a thing. They're like, oh, I'm on school. Yeah. Yeah. The school's paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. They're there on their parents' time. Like they don't care, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, that's annoying. They're just like, I know this is, I'm at college. Yeah, kind of like what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, Leah. It's like the kids come to college. They're supposed to have like their their future like figured out. Like they're supposed yep. to be like on a certain plane. And so when they come to college, it's not always their choice. It's always like, well, this is just what I have to be doing now. Yep. This is the next stage in my life. And people don't really like think about, or they're not always instilled to think about what you actually want to do with your life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. I mean, like, seriously, I have a master's and I'm like, I don't even know what I want to F with my life. I always I've been forget at my job. You have, forget you have a master's. What do you want to do yeah. with my life? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm just like, what a waste. What a waste of money. Listen, mine and Christina's friendship is talking about sports, dogs, and like jokes. Like nothing. And this bitch has a master's. Yeah. We talk about dogs like 90% of the time. Yes, yes. That is so That's funny. my passion I, right there. Yeah. I legit Shit. always forget that. <laughs> what is your master's in business? It, yeah, business admin. And it's like, oh, you know, like you go in, you're like all gung ho about it. So like yeah. I did college in three years. So, and then I ended up going back for a master's. And I ended up getting it at one. So now back thinking back on it, like if I could tell anyone anything, I'd be like, take your time. Yeah, Actually understand what you want to do. Yeah. And don't listen to the counselors that try to like push you a certain way because they have to push you a certain way. Like really figure out what you want to do. Cause like 15 years later, after graduating with a master's, I still don't know what I want to do. Like, I'm like, why did no one tell me about all these other opportunities out there? Why did no one tell me about like, you know, like anything else besides business, medical, yeah. right. and you could be sweeping the floors if you don't get a degree, you know, like kind of thing. Yep. That's basically you know, what it was. And yep. it's, Amen. it is so funny that you're saying this, Christina, because Brittany and I legitimately spoke about this just two weeks ago about how our generation was raised by a generation that taught us exactly that, that you will be a failure if you don't get a school, go to school, get a degree, buy a house, get married. And that's just not true at all. But we were, for whatever reason, it was instilled in us that you had to do this. And then now 
that's why the millennials are like always made fun of because we're in our, you know, late twenties, early thirties right now, still just kind of like figuring shit out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because we realized that we were conned into going and doing things that we don't want to do. Yeah. Right. But I mean, at the same time, it does also instill good values, good morals, like a good, like set of like step taking in a sense. But I also have a very expensive piece of paper on my wall that does nothing <laughs> right. you know like that's a very expensive piece of decoration that's sitting totally. there it's like okay cool what do I do with this do I burn it no do I, I can't burn it but <laughs> like what's it supposed to do it doesn't help me with anything you sit yeah. here and you say you have a master's and then all of a sudden you're over master's 15 years experience in the same um field you're overqualified for anything like literally overqualified. So it Which makes it hard to like switch jobs. Yeah. 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 That's something Christine has been dealing with the last year is different. Just companies and places telling her she's way overqualified. Yeah. So I can't even make like, like a progressive movement. It's even if I make a lateral movement so I can make a progressive movement. It's like, ah, well, I guess not. Cause yeah. I'm going to be getting paid less. Less. Yes. We have <laughs> the gold. Yeah. yeah. And then here we have like my boyfriend who's literally 10 years, 10 and a half years younger than me, who got a high school diploma, who literally makes more than me running his own business, doing what he loves. Well, great. Good for him. But still, <laughs> I have health insurance, I guess. <laughs> which, which, and you can, if you're okay saying it, Christina, because that's something, another thing that Brittany and I compare all the time, Christina's boyfriend is in the fitness world. And he, um, he does a lot of really cool stuff in the fitness world, but he's a lot like me in the sense of where he's worked his way to where he is, where Brittany and Christina are the two that went to school and have the corporate jobs, but you guys have benefits, health insurance, time off, yeah. PTO. Like we don't have any <laughs> yeah. of that. I don't even know yeah. what that is. <laughs> well, I mean, to be so, okay. So to be fair, like when I was like 26 or 27, I like finally looked at my paycheck stub. Okay. Finally looked at it. Like I didn't understand what was on it and on it somewhere I said STD insurance. Like obviously everyone knows now it's short-term disability insurance, but for the longest time, I kid you not, I like went on rants about how I'm paying for other people's sexually transmitted diseases. And I had no. no idea. And nobody, nobody bothered to correct me. Nobody. Or like, what is Christina fucking so talking Obviously, about? I did not use my in. <laughs> nobody was like, what? Unless I'm dying. To? <laughs> no. And then I even had some friends that were like, oh, let me look at my paycheck sub. And they looked at it like, oh my God, we have it too. <laughs> nobody bothered to correct me. Nobody like, I just don't even, I don't even know. I don't understand how sometimes I get to the, I got to this point in my life, you know, like fake it till you make it. I don't know. Fuck. I need an adult. (laughs) That is so fucking funny, dude. So let's talk about where you do put a lot of your energy in places that you enjoy, which is sports and athletics. And something that you and Brittany have in common is training in strength sports while working in corporate jobs and working nine to five Monday through Friday. And, um, Christina, you have been relatively successful as a power lifter, not just for your age, but for your weight class, for your sport and you secretively. And I say that because I don't think most people like on Instagram know that you literally (laughs) work a corporate job all day, managing your position and in finance, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, so like, obviously it's a seated job, but let me tell you, like when you deal with customers and you have to deal with some of these people's like questions and attitudes, it's emotionally draining. So like, by the time you get to the barbell, you're like, let me just take this pre through my eyeballs and hope <laughs> I can get this workout done. Yeah. You know, and then finally, once you get like the first set in, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. I do enjoy this. I forgot. Yeah, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm here. So it's like, it's like, at this point, it's like, okay, I work my job because it allows me to have the time off. It allows me to have like the benefits and things like that. But it allows me to have that like nice work life balance, which I cannot preach enough how important that is. Yeah. And do you care to elaborate what you mean by that? Cause I think a lot of people yeah. use that term, but of course, you know, that can differ from 
between people. So when you say work-life balance, what do you mean by that? So basically with my job, the best thing about my job is like, I've been there for so long. I basically can do whatever I want and they kind of let me get away with it. <laughs> but also don't, please don't listen to that Joe. Um, <laughs> but also like with it, it allows me, there's more flexibility. Um, so it used to be like with my job when I first started 14 years ago, um, <laughs> they like didn't That's allow you crazy. to take off at the end of the month. Like you actually had to be Fun sick things. and bring in a sick note. Yeah. Okay. A sick note saying that you were sick. Like even if it was for a day, like you had to bring all that stuff in, but now with like corporate America and like the structure changing and like with COVID and everything, it's like, oh, you can just say I'm sick or like, oh, I'm sick of work. People text in now. They don't even call you. I used to, I remember I used to have to call my boss on the landline. Like, hey, I don't feel good, you know, and give them your symptoms. So now, and like now you can just like everything, it allows in. me to, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I have no problem like using my days. Um, no problem. Like tell, like communicating with my boss. Like I need this day off, things like that. They okay. work so much better around like my personal life now, but it's also important that you find a job that if you're going to work it and you're going to hate it, at least whenever you get out, you can leave it at the job, you know, like Amen. you don't have to take it home with you. So that's like one good thing, you know, it's like, okay, I do it because I'm good at it. And I think that no matter what position I'm thrown in, I could learn it and be good at it. So it's kind of like that kind of leaves me as stalemate as to where, okay, so what do I really want to do with my life? Like, you still don't know what you're passionate about because you're like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. Someone teach me. Anyone can teach me anything. I can do it. So brings you back to like, I guess I should buy a farm and raise dogs. (laughs) I always like that idea. But well, Christina, watch a good dogs, idea. Like on the weekend, I do she'll have like five and six dogs at her house at a time. Yeah, and I won't tell my boyfriend. Just watch them. <laughs> last week she had last week she had seven dogs at the same fucking time, and she didn't seven tell her boyfriend. He just showed up, and they were all at the house. <laughs> Where did you find this? I don't know. I just walked in off the street. <laughs> Jesus. The worst. Uh, that is so wild. So I know we've been talking for a little bit. Um, I do want to just a little bit have you talk about strength sports or just competing in sports as an adult, Christina, because you have competed quite a bit with that full-time corporate job and you have been successful at it. What is that like for you? Because on this show, we have spoken a, a little bit about like Instagram and social media and like how people get because of Instagram and you're someone who, but you're someone who stays, you're someone who stays out of like all drama. You don't really care about other athletes. Like you don't really ever like interact with other athletes. So my job doesn't even know that I like am decently popular on Instagram. No way. They don't know that I lift. Yeah. They don't know that I even lift. Like really like that. I love that. I fucking (laughs) love that. I love that you have these different worlds that don't collide at all. They don't matter like to one another. (laughs) That's amazing. So Christina has, she's been competing in powerlifting, which is the squat bench press and deadlift. And she's just recently switched over into weightlifting, um, which is a snatch and clean and jerk, which Brittany did weightlifting. And I've done, I did both both sports. So Christina is switching over. So I guess really where I was going with that question, um, was it just, if you have anything to say, like any type of encouragement or advice on how adults, this is like specifically to adults that have full-time jobs and full-time just like lives, but they enjoy sports and athletics because it's what they've always done. And they still like to compete. Do you have advice for them on like how to stay away from the childish drama that does come with sports and athletics when you are just trying to enjoy your hobby away from your nine to five? Keep it separate. Always keep everything separate. I think like just like when you're at your job, you talk about your job. Whenever you're lifting, you talk about lifting with your lifting friends. And I don't think like, I think keeping them separate and not colliding those two worlds helps a lot because like like when I'm lifting, I don't, yeah, when I'm lifting, I don't want to talk about my job. And when I'm at my job, I don't want to talk about lifting because honestly, 
at your, at your corporate job, who's really going to understand you? Yes. Who's really going to understand that extra hours, the extra part, extra full-time job you put in after your job? No one's right. that dedicated, you know? And if they are that dedicated, they're in the gym with you. So that's when you talk about that. There you go. <laughs> so, and then like with the drama, I just, like, obviously like on my bench videos, I get a lot of like criticism and stuff like that. Like it used to bother me, but now it's just like, okay, you know what? Let's just keep it moving. I'm going to keep posting what I want to post. This is a blog for my training for yeah. my, um, progression, you know, and for my coach to see it says like, what Joe Schmo on the internet, do you pay me? I mean, do I pay yeah. you to coach me? No, I'm just going to keep ignoring it. You know? So Amen. it's just kind of one of those things about being like being the bigger person. Like, yeah. and that's hard because you know how many times you want to shoot back and just be like, look, totally motherfucker. Like, that's not how it works. But yeah, I mean, you just, you gotta, you gotta stay in the realistic realm of things. Like, and I think that's where a lot of people get lost on Instagram is that like you live like a whole, you're not yourself on Instagram. You lead a whole different life. You portray a different personality. You portray, you portray who you want to be on Instagram or you think you want to be, or you think people want you to be like, like, I feel like. Yeah, I think a lot of people like lose their identities in Instagram. And I do my best yeah. to like just keep it real, keep it like, okay, these are my actual friends in real life. These are the people that I'm going to like give my time and energy to. And these other people, well, thank you for coming. Thank you for encouraging me, you know, double tapping, yes. keep it going. <laughs> so, dude, yeah. I love that. And I just want to say that um, Christina really does walk the walk and the talk that she's talking. She's always been a really great level-headed friend that I go to in regards to some of the drama that I've hinted at here and there that does happen on social media. But Christina's great because like, just to circle it, you know, in regards to her athleticism as a 34 year old, like as an adult who has a real job and she owns her house and she owns her car and like literally no one's paid her bills in like 15 years. And she's really good at just bringing it back to that and reminding herself or reminding others like, yo, these people, like they have nothing to do with your life. Mm -hmm. They don't matter. If they bring nothing to the table, then it just, they brush it off. Yeah. You know, like she's really good at always saying like, okay, well, what are they adding to your life? Nothing. All right. Then who fucking cares? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, but that I think in general, that was really great advice, but also really great advice for the people that try to juggle like careers and things that they enjoy and not letting them get, not letting them bleed together negatively. Totally. Yeah. Because once they bleed together, like just think like you hate your job, but you love working out and, or like like just in that aspect, eventually if it bleeds together, you're going to end up hating your job and hating working out all together, you know? Yeah. And that's where I think people kind of get lost and like stop doing what they actually love is because they just want to talk about it all the time, which is fine. But talk about it to people that actually really give a shit, like actually want you to succeed. Not one of those like fake, like, oh my God, that's so great. And then they go talk shit behind your back, you know, like it's like, make sure like it doesn't matter how big your circle is. Keep it small. Make sure the people that you give your time and energy to are fucking worth it. Because as an individual, you know how much you can give someone. You want to make sure you get it back. Amen. I love that. I think yeah. that that is a great note to end it on so that we can <laughs> all think about that advice. Cause it really is. I think, I think it really is something that some people need to hear sometimes, you know, <laughs> Agreed. Forget. Yeah. Um, Brittany, did you have any final questions for Christina? I think we have our standard two that we didn't ask her yet. Um, that yeah. we ask all of our guests. Um, yeah, I have a different question though. Um, okay. I think a lot of people are nervous to like start new things. So like we were talking about earlier, you're making the switch from powerlifting to weightlifting. I think that it's always so great to see adults trying new things because as you know, as children, we're trying new things constantly where our parents are always putting us in new things, like trying to find like our niche, like area to like excel in. But yeah. as adults, we forget that we can still do that. And a lot of yeah. people are just like petrified to try new things. How do you get over that fear of like, like trying something new, being like the newbie again? Oh my gosh, question. that's such a great question. Cause I was it literally is. just thinking about this because like, so I had to combine my last two workouts. So I ended up having an SVD day yesterday also with my clean and clean and jerks and my snatches. Yeah. So as I was doing my SVD, I was like, 
God, this sucks so much. I'm not hitting close to my bench numbers. I'm not hitting close to my deadlift numbers. I'm not hitting close to my squat numbers. I was hitting yeah. like a couple weeks ago before I switched to weightlifting. And then I had to like dial it back. I had to be like, you are new at this and it is yes. fine. So I think that in general, like trying something new, it's never, first of all, it is never, ever, 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 ever too late to try something new. As I say that, as I'm stuck behind my 15, my 15 year plus shop, but whatever. Um, <laughs> try something new that you enjoy people. Like seriously, yes. like it obviously always, always helps if you have a great backing for it. Like I don't talk to my parents or my family about sports or weightlifting. They, they know nothing. So like my parents are always encouraging about sports, but like I go to a softball game, I catch a ball. My mom be like, Oh my God, did she get a touchdown? No, mom, <laughs> that's not what happened. Okay. So like, I like go to my, like I, whenever you want to try something new, I find it very encouraging to go to friends or people that are in that realm or in that niche that you want to try, like yeah. the new thing you totally. want to try get totally. their opinion on it, get their support on it. So like, obviously I got really lucky because obviously you, Leah, you do my mm -hmm. programming yep. and my nutrition and everything like that. So like Ooh. I have your encouragement, not as a friend, but also as a coach. And then yeah. obviously yeah. I have you, Brittany, also encouraging because you did the weightlifting. So like being able to switch over and try something new is always easiest and more encouraging and more, um, a boost in your confidence when you have people that understand why you want to switch are already in whatever you're trying to switch to. And will th that will essentially help you hold your help, hold your hand and guide you to the beginning steps. Totally. So, and, and that's the same with powerlifting. I just started in powerlifting and I had five years ago, I had no idea what the F I was doing. No idea. Like not a clue. Okay. Yeah. Like, I didn't know you had to squat to depth. Like, what the fuck is that shit? I didn't know there's two ways to pull, to pull a deadlift bar. I had no idea there was more than one bar in the gym. Like, what is that? <laughs> you know, like, it's, I had people to help me. I had people to guide me. I had people that encouraged me. I didn't surround myself with that negativity of people like, oh, I'm better than her. I'm just going to watch You didn't have fail, competition, you know? Like, secret yeah. competition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, like whenever you get to those people that you think are, and then that's also why I'm so weary about like meeting people. It's like, you have to like, I have to sit there and bet people for like a good six months to a year before I'm actually truly friends with them. You know, yeah. like I want to see what people's true intentions are before I give my time and energy to that. So I sign. encourage anyone that wants to, I have Aquarius. Aquarius. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah. You are. <laughs> that makes um, sense. But yeah. So like Anytime you want to try something new, I encourage like, but even if you don't have that support system, I encourage you there's super, there's so many forums, so many groups, you know, yes. like out there on the internet now that you could like join or like learn more about what you want to try. And there's always totally. going to be someone that's going to want to help you because someone was always in that starting position. So totally. I always, and then like you pay it forward and you always pay it forward. Yeah. So I think it's, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, of course. I think it's also worth bringing up, although it is unique to you, it's not uncommon where your boyfriend is heavily, heavily involved in powerlifting, as were you when you guys met and almost a year into your relationship, you switched sports. And I think that that could have driven a rift in a, in a relationship. Now, granted, I do understand weightlifting and powerlifting are very similar. You can train in the same gym. Your equipment is almost exactly the same. So I know that, but, um, that could have been an issue had your boyfriend, you know, had Garrett not been like encouraging and actually partially his idea that you make a switch. So I know yeah. it's unique, but it could have gone a different direction. Yeah, he was actually, he was actually the one, because I've been talking about it a long time. Like, you could tell I was getting bored. And not to mention, we just put like $25,000 into the garage mm. and outfitted <laughs> with all powerlifting equipment. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I want to switch? What the fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, what am I doing? No, um, yeah, he was super encouraging. And I think it's all, it's great that you always find a partner that wants to um, not only help you with your current goals, but also help you progress, not only as an athlete, um, but as an individual. Totally. So honestly, like if it wasn't for you and if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have switched. You know, I, I probably would have kept doing powerlifting. 
because I'm good at it, you know, right. and it's what I know. But was I happy doing it? I was content. You know, I just, I, I do stuff out of necessity. I just don't do it out of passion. If that makes any sense. No, it does. I was doing, I was doing, yeah. Cause like, I didn't feel like I needed to do powerlifting, but I know I needed to have something that I enjoyed, um, athletic wise. That's that's what happened to me. Like literally also with powerlifting where I just finally got to a point where I was like, dude, I am so fucking bored. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to go into the gym and fucking deadlift. I just don't. But like, I think that that's just what has to happen sometimes, especially when you are just naturally gifted at something. And there's no real reason for you to stop other than you're just over it. Like, man, yeah, I'm still progressing. Like, but it's just not even cool anymore. Like, I don't even care that I'm, yeah, I'm bored. It's not like exactly. And I did it for five years straight without any major injuries, you know, without anything like major, like, you know, it also kind of was like one of those things where like, I didn't like have to work up to something. Like I did my first meet, then all of a sudden I qualified for primetime nationals, you know, like, and then that's where I've been this entire very time. Good. Yeah. 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 So it's just kind of like, oh, I needed another challenge. I need something right. more athletic, you know, like it's just like, okay, maybe I shouldn't try to do like my max squat in like three minutes, you know, like it's kind of like one of those things, but I don't want right. to CrossFit. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like I would die. So, <laughs> weightlifting it was. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. You would actually be very good at CrossFit. I feel. Yeah. Though. I agree too. Yeah. You'd be really good at it. Okay. We'll revisit this once <laughs> I get tired of weightlifting. <laughs> or give it a, Brit- give it a couple years. <laughs> Brittany knows, or I can just start like sneaking CrossFit shit into Christina's <laughs> workouts. Oh yeah. That's I like feel a, like she does anyway. I do anyway. <laughs> I, there's Those always, complexes, man. Yes, there's always a point that happens with every one of my clients, whether they're in person or virtual, even my group fitness clients, there's always a point where it has to come out where I tell them like, well, you actually technically do just a light version of CrossFit. (laughs) And people are always like, really? Yeah. It's like literally CrossFit methodology. We just slowed it down a little, (laughs) but, and that's because, and honestly, if a, if a trainer that actually is educated and knows and has like taken the CrossFit level one. And if they haven't ever, they don't get to have a say in this, this conversation. But I truly believe that the CrossFit methodology is unmatched. Incorporating a little bit of everything all the time, always working f- full body, but with an emphasis on one section of the body, always varying your workouts. Yeah, I don't get bored. It doesn't get boring. (laughs) It doesn't matter like how long you've been doing it or how good you've been or how good you are. It'll always always be challenging. Always challenging. Yep. So Christina, one day we'll get you into it. The master's division, actually the master's division, you can make a shit ton of money and that starts at 35 years old. So So next year it is. Sounds great. Next year. (laughs) It sounds good. Well, Christina, thank you so, so much for being on here with us today. Um, And thank you for opening up. Yeah. Thank you for opening up and talking to us about your adoption story and what that was like. Um, hopefully there's some people that can find some sort of comfort in that. Christina's Instagram, we will tag in the description so that you can find her and see all of her amazing lifts on her Instagram, see her dogs. But that's all. That's all I got for you. You know the vibes, Yay. baby. You guys know the vibes. Thank you for coming in. You know Please leave us a rate and a review and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Woo. Bye. <laughs>